Hello, and welcome to The Intimate Factor, a place where we are learning about life and love like never before. I'm Stephanie Smith, and I'm walking with you through this journey of intimacy like we have never seen before. Hello, my Intimate Factor family. I want to make a couple of announcements, then we will get right into um, what I want to talk to you guys about today. First, we are on Clubhouse, 5 a.m. We are right now, we are doing journaling. For March, we will be doing prayer um, at 5 o'clock, just a little teaching of truth from the word about prayer. And then we will do um, a prayer that morning to kind of get our day off started right. So that's more of our announcements. Um, today, whew, today, I want to talk about shame. Because shame will keep us in a place where we can't receive love, won't receive love, and don't give love in return. And it is one thing that is very, very um, untalked about, I guess if that's the right verbiage, in the church, in the world. We love to shame many a times um, because you don't look the part, you don't talk the part, you don't walk the part. So, God has taken away every bit of shame. And woe to us that put shame on other people. So, I am going to read a couple of verses from the book of Hebrews in the Amplified Version and in the Message Version because both of them say the same thing but in very different ways and I think they both hit home so well okay so from Hebrews 12 chapter 1 therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God revealing his deity his authority and the completion of his word just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in compassion with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Man, so there's a, there's so much in this I could just go into. So let me read the message version and then we'll get into it. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, 
It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both begin and finish the race we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish and with and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility hot litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls so both of them really broke something down so with the message bible it when i tell you it's pretty much street version it is so in this particular case because it's like jesus endured the cross and it's almost as if he picked up shame along the way and he nailed it with him So there are a couple of things that, and I'm going to go back to the amplified version. There's a couple of things in this scripture that it talks about that I really, really want to point out, right? Um, God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Do you know how easy it is that sin tries to sneak into our life? But if we stay in the presence of God, it can't entangle us anymore. It says, let us run with endurance, active persistence. The race is set before us. Our destiny is laid out before us. And when our destiny is laid out before us, all we, here's the thing. It's almost like everything's done for you. You just have to listen and follow God. And as we listen and follow God, that shame begins to melt away because Jesus nailed it to a cross. And even this, even today, even as you hear this intimate factor family, I need you to do something. I need you to take an index card or something and I need you to write shame on it. Write shame on it and nail it to the, whoo, hey, whoo, nail it to the wall. Because you are to no longer walk in the shame that this world has beset on you. You are no longer to walk in the shame that even the church may have beset on you. There's, you are no longer to walk in the shame that your mother or your father or your aunt or your grandmother or any family member put on you. You are no longer to walk in the shame that your workplace put on you. Because it was never intended for you to carry. It was nailed to the cross. Now, here's, here's another um, portion of this. It says, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract us and focus our eyes on Jesus. So, how are we focusing on Jesus? It's like, yeah, I got a prayer life. Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I focus on Jesus. Okay, Martha. And a lot of people use the Mary Martha analogy, but I'm really using it. Because here's the thing. You wake up in the morning. We have our schedule. Now, I know a lot of people that have, they wake up in the morning. They seek God. They seek God first. They have to because of their 
they can't do what they do in their day without seeking God. I am one of them. It is very hard for me to do anything without seeking God first. I was raised up in God that way. I used to set, I used to go to the grocery store and be like, okay, God, what are we having today? Okay, God, what are we eating today? What am I eating for lunch? How am I, what am I putting in my body? Father, what I need wisdom with my finances. Help me with my finances. Father, what do you want me to wear today? Because he knows my day. And if he knows my day, he knows who I'm running into, what influence I have to make. And I can't even going into Walmart. There's times I roll there, you know, I'm, I might be that one that roll up in sweats and some, in some um, flats or in some slides but then there's times God's like I need you to actually get dressed (laughs) I need you to get some jeans on I need you to get something decent on and then I end up going you know somewhere else and meet somebody else and if I would have had some sweats and slides on I wouldn't have never probably made any kind of influence on that person because you know people look from the outside so we have to focus on Jesus. We have to focus on Jesus. And what is what the world is coming to is that we want to focus on God. But the problem is, is that we're trying to put God in the other category of deities of the little gods that everybody else's worships, the idols, the the the, the um all the other gods out there in the world. There's so many. So we try to cut Jesus out of it. We can't do that. And that's why shame, there's a blanket of shame, even on a generations, because we want to take Jesus out of the picture. Even certain denominations in Catholicism, they want to take Jesus out of the picture. And I'm like, ah, Jesus took my sin, my shame, and my, I mean, he took so much. He was beaten for our infirmities. He was bruised for our trans, my God, he was bruised for our transgressions. And he took, I mean, took away all the infirmities of our body. So you're telling me that all of that is to be thrown away because you don't want to worship a God that you don't think that God would love us so much that he would send somebody like that? He wouldn't send a piece of him as a representative? We do it. We send people overseas all the time that die. We just don't mention it. So he gave his son. So we are to focus our eyes on Jesus. The word, prayer, just seeking him you know and it also says because jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith how can we have faith without jesus how can we walk into our destiny and believe god for what we are doing how we are moving and where we are going without the father and so many people oh you have to talk this way walk this way and it's like no 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 right Jesus wants you the way you are jacked up messed up the whole nine yards I don't care how much money you have or you don't have any money at all it doesn't matter if you're a stripper or a preacher he wants you the same and he wants all of that shame to be melted away and allow the peace of God to come in like never before there is a peace that is being released once shame is gone 
but we have to understand that shame was never ours in the first place. From the time of the beginning, it was never ours. But it started in the garden. But when Jesus was nailed to the cross, when he died for us on the cross, that shame was taken away. Now, how amazing is that? You know, there's one portion that says, one who brings our faith to maturity. Now, he also had the joy of accomplishing his goal, set before him, endured the cross. Now, okay, there's a contradiction. I nailed to a cross and he enjoyed it. That's not what he meant. It's he continued in his task because the Lord says the joy of the Lord is your strength. So he's in pain. He's hurting. He's bleeding. He's been beaten, broken, and bruised. But here he is. Father, they know not what they do. They do not understand that I am completing a purpose. It wasn't the fact that they were beating him. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh my God. It wasn't the fact that he was nailed to the cross. It was the fact they didn't understand that they were completing his destiny. My God. Okay, let's keep going. And here it is. Disregarding shame. He said, boop, I'm taking you with me and I'm going to sit at the right hand of the father and I'm going to let them know that they have the the authority to do the same. You know, completing his work. Jesus was done. Now he sits at the right hand of the father interceding for you, for me, for all that we go through. So we are to focus our eyes on Jesus. To allow the maturity of our faith to begin to eradicate shame. How awesome is that? Our faith will help us believe in the absolute miraculous. The absolute beautiful. And I was sitting outside and I was just looking at the sunlight watching the trees and the breeze and I was listening to the birds and it just all sounded like a symphony of worship. A symphony of, oh, it's just music. The wind, the birds, it just all kind of went together. And it reminded me of who God really is, the creator of all things. And I really want you to think about something today in my Intimate Factor family. Because there are so many out there, so many people out there who believe the whole, I wasn't meant to be. Why am I here? live in this bubble of shame and I pray today that God pops your bubble releases that shame and you begin to focus on God and Jesus like never before because they want to love on you so unconditionally 
where you're at, no matter what you're doing. They want to love you where you're at. They want to build a relationship with you, a father and a child. They want to show you what true fathering is supposed to look like. What true mothering is supposed to look like. What love is supposed to look like. So my intimate factor family, I'm going to end it there. Again, it came from Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. I read the Amplified and the Message versions of the Bible. I hope you found this very helpful and informational. And today, nail that shame to the wall. God bless you guys, and I love you. Thank you for joining The Intimate Factor. Find us on Clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, it's at Intimate Factor 1. I want to hear from you. Email me, intimatefactor at gmail.com. I love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. Have a phenomenal and wonderful day.